everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Kelly Evans to answer our medical questions. Dr. Evans' specialty is internal medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Evans. Thanks for being here with us this morning. Sports medicine this week. So if you have a question this morning for yourself, maybe something about your grandkids or um, your kids, give us a call 605-692-1430. Dr. Evans, I love your essay this week. Mm, um, you kind of talked about your personal experience with sports and looking at it um, now as a parent as well. Uh, let's first talk about your personal experience with sports and sure. your, your how sports played an influence in your life. Yeah, I always love sports. You know, things are a little bit different now, so I didn't start with a lot of organized sports quite as young as kids do today. Um, but I played sports year-round all th- through my childhood in high school um, and actually played collegiate golf. Um, so I was pretty competitive athlete for mm-hmm. a lot of my life. Um, I think the way that I see youth sports now is a lot different than I saw them when I was a kid, just because I personally was so competitive and um, really trying for higher levels of achievement. But when, you know, I, my, my kids are sick, so they're little. Mm-hmm. They, we have low expectations for a six-year-old's performance <laughs> on the sports field, right? We should, at we least. We should. <laughs> um, <laughs> But just seeing the value of it, despite, you know, very low expectations for what actually comes out of it performance wise, I think just gives me a totally different glance at what sports can be for Mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, it's really near and dear to my heart. I love, I love it. Mm -hmm. I hope my kids find something that they like, but if not, they're going to get a chance to try and, um, and hopefully learn something, even if sports or a sport is not what they end up being passionate about as they grow older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you chose kind of a lifelong sport. Yeah. Yeah. So you continue to use your sport theory, as a yeah. hobby and <laughs> yeah. um, with golf. I think that's such a great, great sport. Yeah. Um, it is unique, though, I feel in some ways. And I'm interested in your perspective. I feel like it is such an individual sport, even mm-hmm. when you're on a team. Do you yes. feel that way? Yes. It, I mean, it definitely is. When you're out there, you're on your own. Um, uh-huh. And I, the other sports that I played were all team sports. Yeah. I played basketball and volleyball in high school. So golf was different. It was harder to, I think, get into, especially in adolescence, when you really that peer group is so important. Mm-hmm. And so to spend time working on something so individually was challenging during some ages. Um, but I think it also gave a lot of unique lessons that you don't get in necessarily every sport. Um, you know, there's there's nowhere to place b- blame but yourself, which is can be hard on someone, you know, who might be kind of type A perfectionist and that kind of thing. So that it's, it's hard. Um, mentally um and it still is i mean i'm i've been doing this for a long time and there's still some times where i go out there and i just think gosh this game is so hard why do i do this to myself yes um but it's fun and rewarding too and you're right i I just have a different different outlook now than i did 20 years ago right yeah right so your your kiddos are six yeah um they're doing soccer right we got soccer this fall they also they they've tried a lot of things there were 
you can sign your kids up for a lot of things yes, these you days. Can. The, mm-hmm. You know, maybe too much. Sometimes right. I feel like right. for the age that they're at. Um, but they, they're trying gymnastics, which is something I never did as a kid, but I think is a place that they can really learn some great kind of physical skills too. So um, let's see, they've done swimming lessons, mm-hmm. obviously. We tried softball this summer. Um, they like going and watching you know, the SDSU sporting events and stuff too. So, um, yeah. All that goes together. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, when you do sports, I'm thinking of soccer, especially right now. Mm -hmm. And when our kids, well, when Eli was younger, um, he did soccer. And sometimes those Saturday mornings or weeknights were absolutely magical. Out in the fall, just being out there, being with other parents. I feel like there's so much community out there. Like, I feel like I got to know some really great people Mm -hmm. on the sidelines of soccer games. And it was so fun to just see all these kids running around, having a good time, especially at those younger ages. Totally. Everyone was just there for fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they are, it is the advantage of them all being young and all being beginners and that everyone is kind of in it together and there aren't, you know, at a certain age, probably there gets to be that bigger spread of expectations, mm-hmm. but right. d- depending on d- kids of different abilities and stuff like that. But when they're right. six, it's pretty simple. We're, right. uh, we are out here to have fun and learn. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the parents were there to learn too. Yeah. Uh, most of us were like, do you know how this works? What is offsides? I don't know what offsides. You know? Oh, Laura, I, my, my, I played soccer when I was a kid. My husband grew up in a really small town in South Dakota and never played soccer and never really was exposed to soccer or hockey for that matter. Yeah. And he is convinced he will never understand offsides, you know, yes. <laughs> like a perfectly capable 30 yes. something guy. Yes. And, you know, it's, it, it's a it very is a, abstract thing <laughs> for us. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, very difficult for us to understand. But yeah, these sports, you know, as kids, you talk about the variety of sports, which is great. You know, I feel like just trying different things is wonderful. You know, as you mentioned in your essay, most kids aren't going to go on to be even yeah. high school athletes or maybe right. college athletes, but there's still some great lessons and things are bo- we're learning about ourselves and our bodies yeah. through these experiences. Yeah, so. I think that's really true. And I think it's, it's just, I think if we can all keep that in perspective as as parents and supporters of kids going through this, we will all be better served, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the odds of any one individual child in our community really making it to the higher levels, they're low. And mm-hmm. so that should not be the only goal we have in mind for our kids. There's a lot of good to, to come from sports, um, even if it's something that someone's trying for their first year or, you know, maybe it's something they do into adolescence and and no further um i think there is there can be a lot of good that comes from these experience for says excuse me these mm-hmm. experiences for kids regardless of that end game yes right right mm-hmm. and i think introducing some sports as a child have lifelong benefits too you know i think about like ice skating mm-hmm. or skiing like those things are hard to learn as an adult and even if you just get out a little bit as a kid mm-hmm. then it might be something you can do right more easily absolutely. as a, as an adult absolutely so some of those things are great to experience um as a kid as well well it's time for us to go to our first break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast call us now at 605 605- 692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. 
Tobacco can lead to tobacco, nicotine dependence, and serious health problems. Quitting smoking has immediate as well as long-term benefits for you and your loved ones. Make the decision to be smoke-free. Stopping smoking is associated with many health benefits. If you smoke, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That's 784-8669. Or call the Avera Medical Group Brookings for help to quit smoking today. 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Dac Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Dac physician Kelly Evans is here to answer your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Dac topic this week is sports medicine, and we were just reflecting on Dr. Evans' essay that she wrote this week, uh, which you can find in the Brookings Register or many other newspapers, or you can find it on our website, www.prairiedoc.org. I think this is one I'm going to go out and share for all of us to keep reading. That's a good one. Good perspective on the value of sports in, in all of our lives. So, Dr. Evans, as we consider some of the sports medicine topics, Mm -hmm. what do you think are some of the most beneficial things for us to think about as we want to keep our bodies healthy as we are aging and and exploring different sports? Yeah. Um, You know, I think sports medicine can be a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we can have sports injuries and, and things to think about in our whole bodies. One really, I'm sure we'll spend some time on this topic on the show tomorrow night um, that's interesting and so relevant is concussions. Mm-hmm. Um, because our knowledge about concussions and importance of both prevention but also management of, of mild concussions has really evolved in the last 10 to 20 years. I mean, I can remember when I was in high school and college, like if, if a guy got out there and got knocked out on the football field, he was expected to play the next play, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, and then that, that wasn't that long ago, but that's, that's not what we know is the right thing to do now. And um, so there's all these protocols surrounding how athletic trainers, as well as the medical team manages concussions in real time. Um, that has really changed. And so I think we'll talk about that quite a bit and the reasons for that um, and maybe what to do if, if you or a family member does have a concussion, either from sports or, you know, those can, of course, occur from other reasons. Um, I realize you're maybe not an expert yeah. on this, Dr. Evans, but could you help us just as lay people understand what the importance is of taking that player out for a break. Yeah. I feel like even as a fan, maybe we don't always understand why those decisions are being right. made. And, right. Um, I mean, the the real overarching goal is protection from multiple or larger brain injuries. And we know this from primarily from athletes that play those contact sports for longer periods of time. So it's gotten a lot of publicity, for example, in professional football um, mm-hmm. is where we've had some really tragic cases of, of, um, of athletes who've had just numerous and cumulative brain injuries leading to problems later in life. Um, so really, there, the protocols involve sort of assessing the severity of the concussion, and that's just based on features of the symptoms at the time of the injury. And based on that severity, should the player, you know, is it something that they can return to play that same that same day or evening? Is it something that they do need further assessment in coming days? 
Um, the athletic trainers do a lot of this. I mean, we a lot of concussions are managed without a, a an athlete coming into clinic for evaluation because the athletic trainer, trainers do have these kind of evidence-based guidelines. They assess some certain brain functions before a season starts so that they have a baseline to compare to if, if an athlete does suffer a concussion and that kind of thing. Um, but it really is about, we don't want athletes having numerous unmonitored brain injuries um, mm-hmm. that that we should be protecting them from. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of equipment's probably better than it was 20 and 40 and 50 years ago too when it comes to helmets and stuff like that. Um, but in some sports, that risk will always be there mm-hmm. um, when it comes to contact and, and head injuries. Yeah. 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 It's a great reminder that the brain might just need a little time mm-hmm. to heal and not have another impact right, right. away, right? Right, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly right. And so, you know, we even talk to people about, you know, cognitive rest. So that might affect if, if, you, if you have a more severe injury, what we recommend as far as classroom activities and stuff like that. Um, people might need some extra rest when they're recovering from a concussion. Mm-hmm. That can be pretty normal. Um, and then uh, sometimes we will see sort of longer standing symptoms, headaches that recur after concussion, symptoms and in the more severe injuries so um, those are reasons to certainly seek medical care Um, but a lot of concussions are managed without without an actual physician necessarily evaluating them which is why we have these protocols for safety right right Mm -hmm. yeah you can be in the heat of the moment and really want to do something but yeah taking a break is really the best sometimes sometimes yep for those situations yep Orthopedics is another major issue when yep. it comes to sports medicine. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's probably a lot that's being done for prevention when it comes to orthopedics now as well. Yeah. I think there's a lot out there, especially for young athletes when it comes to um, trying to strengthen muscles, ligaments, et cetera, that might be able to prevent prevent injuries. Primarily, especially knees and shoulders are the, the joints that we see most frequent injuries in athletes and again it depends a little bit on the sport and the type of movements that people are doing um but there are those those programs are certainly out there when it comes to prevention and then of course injuries still occur and so we'll talk probably we do have an orthopedic surgeon as one of our guests um, about what the ramifications are of some of those injuries how long athletes have to stay out what they need to do for rehabilitation of mm-hmm. uh, a knee in which they've torn ligaments or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you always hear the reports on uh, professional sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, here's an update on the how yeah. long they'll be out, all those things. Right. It is right. interesting. Mm-hmm. As you become a professional athlete, that's a whole new level, you know, then we're, we're looking at these younger athletes. What is the benefit of variety of sport and um, and what are some of the risks with repetition? Yeah, I mean, I really I have a personal opinion about this yeah. and I have to disclaimer that I don't know how much evidence there is, but it's an interesting topic that maybe we'll discuss with our experts tomorrow night. Um, but I do wonder, I, I think we are as a culture, as a sort of sports culture, really asking young athletes to choose a single sport earlier and earlier than we did when when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was pretty common in my when I was young. It, Laura, it doesn't feel like that I long know, ago when I, I was know. young, but it you know it was it was twenty years ago I that know. I graduated high school. <laughs> um, but but to play three sports right. and like that was okay. Um, but I think there are a lot of sports that are requiring kind of year-round activities mm-hmm. um, and asking a lot more of their athletes. And I worry about that personally for for our kids if they're not getting enough variety in the way that they're strengthening 
their muscles and moving um, with with certain not all sports but with certain sports that overuse injuries or or sort of neglected areas of the body might suffer injuries because of that specialization mm-hmm. I wonder the same right yeah, yeah. Keeping some variety in there. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Everyone should have smoke alarms and carbon monoxide detectors in their homes. Carbon monoxide is an odorless, colorless gas that can cause sudden illness and death. Take a few minutes to ensure your alarms are in good working order. Replace the battery at least once a year. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Kelly Evans is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We're talking this morning about sports medicine and having some interesting discussions with Dr. Kelly Evans. If you want to ask her a question, give us a call, 605 Six nine two fourteen thirty, Dr. Evans. I want to shift a bit as we we've been talking a lot about young athletes mm-hmm. and maybe professional athletes. As we sports as we age, you know, a lot of us have different sports we enjoy, and maybe we even pick up some sports as we're aging. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the benefits of that, and what risks should we be aware of, and what can we do to make sure we're able to do those safely? Yeah. Yeah, great question. I mean, I think this whole topic of sports medicine can be extended to talk about exercise in general, especially if we're trying new types of exercise. And so um, I I think that um, the, the benefit of sports, especially as we get older, is that it gives gives you an interesting way to exercise, right? I think um, we talk about exercise all the time on the show and, and with my patients. And the challenge for most people is finding something you enjoy doing to to, keep, to be consistent with it um, or finding the variety that can keep things interesting for you. Uh, because if you don't, if you don't, if you just hate going for a jog, you're not, jogging probably isn't the right thing for you to do. Right you know, three or four times a week Mm because it's not going to work, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to do it. Um, And so I think sports for some people are a way to get that activity in in a way that's more fun for them because maybe it's social or maybe it's it's just more interesting than, you know, going to the gym or whatever the alternative is for them. So, you know, I have quite a few patients who have picked pickleball is a great example. Mm-hmm. And this, I think this is a, a nationwide fad. Um, yes. But, you know, it, for people who don't know what pickleball is, it's, I would say it's a, it's a hybrid of tennis and ping pong-ish. Yes. The rules maybe vary a little bit, but it's a smaller court. The paddles are kind of ping pong paddle-ish, but small, like, you know, larger between that and a, and a tennis racket size. But it's, you know kind of like a miniature tennis court is, mm-hmm. is what the court looks like. Um, and people love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people find a group of friends that they meet every week to go play pickleball with and, and have a great time. There's a lot of movement, a lot of sort of lateral back and forth movement. So I will say like seeing a fair number of injuries. And so those injuries can be, 
sort of knee injuries from that lateral quick quick stopping and starting movement and mm-hmm. that's a common mechanism for knee injuries injuries of the knee ligaments but also falls you know if you if you're playing hard and you kind of either reach or trip and fall you know are upper extremity injuries or wrist fracture or something like that so it happens. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell people to be deterred by that if right. it's something that they otherwise enjoy. But I do think that when it comes to the the things that can be prevented, mixing in some variety there. So maybe mm-hmm. do some, you know, once or twice a week doing some strengthening ex- exercises for the legs and quadriceps muscles might be a way to reduce one's risk for um, knee injuries, for example. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, always sort of be knowing your own limitations i think is also good you know if, if it's your first time out there playing pickleball you probably don't want to do it for three hours and go harder than is comfortable for you because probably something's going to hurt mm-hmm. and the next time you do it you might be at more risk for injury mm-hmm. so as you're starting something just be kind to yourself you know be be mindful of your limits um you don't expect yourself to be able to do the same thing that people have been doing this this activity for three years are able to do um and kind of work your way into it a little bit that way and then i i do still think variety is good so adding some walking or adding some strength training of some sort for whatever activity is probably a good thing right yeah I've been teasing my husband lately. He just had a major birthday, so I remind him once in a while that he's getting a little older. And so he did have a knee injury as a football player mm-hmm. in high school. Um, and so when he does certain things, he'll put on a, I don't know, if it's not really a knee brace. Like a but just, sleeve. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of support that, yeah. especially with some of those lateral movements yeah. and uh, things like that. So do you recommend that for some people? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I could make a blanket statement about that. If they, you know, a lot of people who've had some of those longstanding sort of quasi previously injured joints have found something that seems to help them. The sleeves probably just help to keep the joint warm and a little bit looser, mm-hmm. keep keep from getting stiffened. Um, you know, most people don't need like a stiff brace um, for their joint if they haven't had a major injury that they've been instructed to do so. But, you know, I mean, generally, if, if you're finding that you have a joint that's newly bothering you with a new activity, it's probably worth taking a step back, resting a little bit and, and seeing if you can get that pain better before you return to the activity. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a pretty good rule of thumb for most people. Yeah. yeah. Earlier, you mentioned a little bit about strength. Tell me about weight-bearing exercises and those Mm -hmm. benefits. Yeah. So, you know, we say weight-bearing exercises when it comes to when we're talking about things like osteoporosis, osteopenia, and bone strength. We use that phrase a lot. And, and, you know, who knows what that means? I think that, you know, so walking is a weight-bearing exercise, right? You're Mm -hmm. up on your body and you're walking, but probably doing some strength training that's beyond just sort of cardiovascular fitness is what we're talking about with sort of weight bearing fitness. So cardiovascular things would be like biking, using an elliptical machine, jogging, walking, those kinds of things are great, have wonderful benefits. But maybe when it comes to the strengthening of your bones and then the structures around your bones, like the ligaments and stuff, doing some things that actually strengthen the muscles, like, and it doesn't, you don't have to have you know, 20 pound dumbbells, you can do these things with your own body weight, things like squats and lunges in your home, um, 
push-ups and that kind of thing are all strengthening exercises that don't require any equipment. Um, so, it, and it kind of depends a little bit what your goals are, but I think adding some of those things to the cardiovascular fitness is probably good for most people and helps maintain muscle strength, especially as we age and the natural, the natural sequence of what the body does is to lose muscle mass. And so doing some of those muscle building exercises is important for maintaining strength and balance and all of those things. Okay. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Give us a call now at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Drinking and driving is a threat to everyone. Did you know that every day about 30 people in the United States die in a motor vehicle crash that has involved an alcohol-impaired driver? This amounts to one death every 51 minutes. Driving drunk is never okay. Choose not to drink and drive and help others to do the same. And remember to buckle your seatbelt every time you are in the car. The Avera Medical Group Brookings is concerned about your health and safety. Please call 697-9500 if you have health concerns. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Kelly Evans is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We've been talking today about sports medicine, an interesting topic, kind of a fun topic, influences a lot of people's hobbies. As we age, Dr. Evans, sometimes our bodies don't cooperate and do what we want them to do. So true. And some of the things that were (laughs) so enjoyable for us now hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some of those situations and um, what hope do we have that maybe we can go back to enjoying some of those things? You know, I feel like the most most common situation in which I talk about that that type of conversation with a patient is like with knee arthritis. So Mm. very common joint to get arthritis in the knees as people get to middle age and older. Um, And doing most of the activities that we're talking about, even walking can be challenging if you have bad knee arthritis, uh, right? And so sometimes it's challenging, you know, people come in and they say, Doc, I like I, I want to exercise. I'm try I would really like to change my lifestyle in a way that positively influenced my health, but I just I can't. My 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 knee doesn't let me go walk for more than a mile at a time or or whatever the case may be. And if it's because of arthritis, you know, I think those are patients in which it's really reasonable to start a conversation about, okay, is it is it a worthwhile endeavor for us to actually tackle the problem with your knee? Because mm-hmm. we of course do have really a curative treatment for knee arthritis and that's joint replacement surgery okay um now now knee replacement isn't for everybody uh it depends on a, a lot of factors your mm-hmm. age the rest of your health comorbidities and and what your surgical risk might mean and honestly what your expectations are out of your knee you know if you're in a patient who's otherwise wheelchair bound maybe because of lung disease or some other disease the potential benefit to getting a knee replaced may be lower than the middle-aged person who otherwise is in good health and 
would really like to exercise but can't because of their knee pain. So th- some people need a little nudge even from their primary care. For, you know, some people are very uh, pro-surgery and right. sort of seek that stuff out on their own. Some people are pretty reluctant and need a nudge from me to say, you know, I, I know that surgery is a big deal, but I think this would really help you in the long term. Um, and knee surgery does require some rehabilitation, but two, three months out from surgery, almost everybody is really happy that they did it So because mm-hmm. they have less pain or, and are just more able to do the activities they used to do. Mm-hmm. So worth a conversation. If you're reluctant, talk to the, the physician or provider that you trust about it and see if you think you might be a good candidate to think about it. I've often thought of knee replacement as like an injury um, mm-hmm. when you have an injury that you need it. But yeah. even arthritis yeah. is reason the, for... That's probably okay. the most common reason I we have knee that. replacement surgery. Mm-hmm. There are other injuries, things like meniscal injuries and ligament injuries that get knee surgery, but it's not knee replacement surgery usually. Okay. Usually that's an arthroscopic or a scope procedure that, that repairs some of those those types of injuries. But yeah, the knee arthritis is probably the most common reason we, we see joint replacement surgery. If we're just starting to feel some of these um, pains, mm-hmm. you know, is there anything we can do right away to maybe prevent? Yeah, or, or is I it mean, just I think inevitable with biology. It, it depends a little bit <laughs> okay. on what you're talking about. When it comes to arthritis, there may not be a lot of preventive things that you can do, other than just trying to keep your health overall good as you're as you're younger mm-hmm. and and getting older. Meaning, you know, keeping your body weight as as in a, as healthy as you can and that kind of thing. Um, but some of these things just happen to people with no fault of their own. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Just, just the time just keeps ticking, doesn't yeah. it? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the us. benefits of having more birthdays. Right, yeah. right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for all this great information today, Dr. Evans. Before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This week on Thursday, September 29th, Prairie Doc host Kelly Evans Hollinger will be discussing sports medicine, prevention, and risks, how to keep healthy when exercising, with Dr. Samuel Schemelfinnig from Avera Medical Group, Greeby, Dr. Shana Riggs from Sanford Health Brookings Clinic, and Dr. Clint Benji from Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Sioux Falls. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB Television. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Kelly Evans for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>